Welcome back to the Gooch. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, guys. Good to be back. It's uh, been a fun couple weeks. Uh, Tristan, <laughs> uh, you feeling better, buddy? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I, uh, I threw out my back last week. I couldn't even sit up, so um yeah wasn't able to record anything i just lay on the floor instead but uh honestly man back yeah. pain the son of a bitch yeah yeah and like i'm i'm in my 30s so anybody older than me is going to be like just just looking at me like shut shut up but oh. at the end of the day it, it like i it sucks i couldn't move so i was like i guess i'm stuck yeah man i had bacterial meningitis when i was in grade 10 Ugh. and that basically just seizes your spinal cord and inflames it and it is the worst back pain. So anytime that like someone says, oh, my back's killing me, I'm just like immediately go back to that. And yeah. I just, yeah, totally, man. When you called it off, I was like, yeah, it sucked because I was just like, I, I'm, I was like laying in bed and to get up, I had to roll off the mattress onto the floor and it was not a comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Wow. Speaking of a pain in the back, how about Taiwan and China? Hmm. Oh, what a weird segue. Yeah. But, it's, uh, uh... <laughs> but I figured that's that's where, where we wanted to go today. Um, we wanted to kind of uh, revisit and kind of... I think we should do this a little more, uh, say, uh, you know, uh, structured. Like, we just have opening statements. And, <laughs> okay, okay. Because otherwise, like, I, I feel like in the last few podcasts, it's been like a lot of one side and then you know i just kind of forget what i'm trying to say and i think you go through the same thing fair enough so yeah like i'm, I'm all game to talk about china but i i just uh i think he, going he about it that it way, way is going to be a little more uh democratic. yeah sure. just we're, we're sitting in such close proximity here because we're uh <laughs> it's our first time in uh, tristan's house and usually there's a little more distance between us and, yeah that's <laughs> all right warm, i'm shorter homely. but i got the same reach so <laughs> yeah I feel like it's equal footing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give your, uh, what's your opening statement then? Well, you know, I, I think the big thing with China is the world's going to a place where you can clearly see the pitfalls of having a uh, free enterprise economy with freedom of choice when you compare it to the efficiency of a, a, a autocratic, uh, somewhat communist system. And the fact that the country has been literally milking the entire system for all this time, uh, we've been shipping them our resources, uh, now they're shipping back finished products that are the best and the only in the industry. And the fact that all this scarcity currently is occurring is largely tied to how China's playing in the global market. And I don't think we need to just allow them to continue what they're doing, basically being the economic bully of the planet, because the only competition they have has a very well-funded military. And when scarcity takes over, I think people are going to get really panic mode <laughs> well, and i don't i don't see why people don't realize that that's exactly what's happening now but why would, goods and why, services but isn't that what china wants like, absolutely that's what china wants i'm saying that we need to stand up against it and we need to realize that our strength our freedom of decision is only a strength if we use our fucking ration 
So in, in relation to Taiwan, then you support Taiwan in their stance against Absolutely. China right now? Absolutely. Cool. And it's, uh, it's very unfortunate that the only people that are coming to defend Taiwan are Australia. Yeah. And I, I, I don't understand why the U.S. currently is just letting this, letting this slide. They should, have, they should have a wall of steel from Taiwan north to Taiwan south. Uh, pointed towards China, saying, "Take another step, motherfucker. This is this is this is completely audacious. We 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 literally invaded a country because we thought it had weapons of mass destruction. This country has weapons of mass destruction. It's threatening a democratic society, the free market. The thing that's being threatened through this entire COVID pandemic." Um, as a result of supply chain issues and inflation and scarcity. And this is only going to get worse, especially when we don't defend our allies. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a logical explanation for why the U.S. isn't doing any of that. And I'll start with, I guess, my my kind of opening side as well. Well, it's not really corruption. It's It's a product of the capitalist system. The fact that... The U.S., like we talked about uh, on our previous podcast, how the U.S. could uh, is facing a potential bankruptcy, and the uh, the China owns it, it, between all of its companies close to three trillion dollars in bad debt from the United States, mm-hmm. which means that China has the ability to call debt as well, or mm-hmm. at least to a, a certain t- degree, and so the U.S. has to play ball. Like they have to be, they have to pull back the reins a little bit. I think that. I agree with you in in relation to the trade argument. Um, I would say that it's almost weird because China is a product of the United States. Like <clears throat> the Western world, the when when it's every a product when, of genocide, it's a product of well authoritarian the, rule so, and so lack of freedom. It's not it's, anymore. Not economically. Like economic, their economic structure was based off of an idealistic United States economic uh, economy when they started getting outsourced uh, labor or, or outsourced uh, when U.S. started outsourcing the labor uh, to China. Oh, it's our fault, absolutely. So, so this what should have I, never occurred. But here's what I'm saying: is what happened was is so so China is not communist. They they're not democratic by any structure, but but they're very much capitalist. They're, there's no they're state capitalist. So you'd is what say they they're call. fascist then. Well, no, fascism. Well, depends on who's defining fascism at this point. But but <laughs> the 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 way the way that I call it, they're state communist, or or rather state capitalist, meaning that the the capitalism isn't is that run the definition for, of fascism, though. Well, that's the the problem it's is is fascism has had murderous connotations. Well, they are murderous. The, well, not like, that. look what they're doing to the Uyghurs. That's literal cu- cultural gen- genocide. Yeah, but no that, one's it's talking no about. No different than what Canada does to Indigenous people. Why don't you just call a spade well? a spade? They're fascists. <laughs> I, but because that word gets thrown around so much and it's lost a lot of meaning, I don't have interest in continuing to butcher it. Just because mm. it was used to describe some of the worst people in history, and while this is a uh, horrific occurrence, it's purely economic. Like. With the exception of the the Uyghurs, which is a cultural aspect, and that's that's something we touched on in a past one. The 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 argument with China is that how they built their economy was very much capitalist driven. What they saw was the uh, the ideals of the United States system, but they saw the weakness. The weakness was a poor a, a weak state 
uh, uh, state at the head. Because at the end of the day, if the state is weak, it doesn't matter how strong all of the companies are, they can all leave. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the and China, so they basically made it so that every single company that pops out of China owes a debt to the to the state. They are connected to the state. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a strategic goal. And so here's the thing is China and the United States have basically been allowed to go to economic battle against each other because capitalism requires an economic battle that's part of what it is you're competing for for space in a limited uh, limited sphere and suppose that's right yeah and i think that at the end what, what we're seeing right now is china's playing economic strategy they're winning because the united states strategy to capitalism was short-sighted it was a handful of people profited immense amount without the uh w- without looking after the rest of the people and without safeguarding the ways in which they made their money and so the the u.s always thought that they could rely on intellectual property but china is showing that that's not the case right because china then just buys the company that owns the i the ip right and so the and this is what we're seeing with drilling and all of that. China, China's buying drilling companies from Canada that that uh, have our IP, uh, so they like to take up some of our IP. So they, this is how they buy they they play the economic game. But they're playing it like if you go to business school, this is business strategy. This is how you play as a very they're they're a corporation, mm. and they are a very predatory corporation for sure. But here's the thing, and and it was interesting. So um, I wouldn't compare the. Chinese country to being a corporation because a corporation in this country, the Chinese government, the, the corporate, a corporation in any country outside of China generally needs to uh, withstand and uphold a certain level of legal and civil, uh, you know, uh, checkpoints like, like the Chinese like literally instance, enslave people, send them to other countries to build buildings like the North Koreans, like Apple. Mm? Sorry, like Apple. Well, Apple's, Doing the same thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you're big enough, the co- you don't have to abide by those rules. China played by the rules. Yeah, but for Apple the longest time, they're Apple big enough now. Stripping families apart. And yeah, they are. Putting, they put nets outside of their factories to keep suicide jumpers like from from falling to like they, because people are jumping out of windows in the iPad factories. Like they, it's like the companies. They, they all have their different approach because China's end goal is more sustainable than these companies. So these companies are more pillaging than they mm. are. Whereas China, yeah, they have a, there's almost like a psychological aspect to what China does that's different from corporations because they have a longevity in mind. They want to keep it going forever. Mm. And but it's I agree sti- with you. But yeah. I still think it's a business strategy. I think that what the most terrifying thing is that the United States was always so short-sighted and what scares me about the cultural aspect of of the the wild west, the gun nut side is that the the power that people feel when they have weapons like that is that they can be stupid in the moment because they can they can withstand something physically with a physical threat so they can say something like the guys the guys in louisiana walking through a walmart with an ar-15 can can say can you know yell n-word this and n-word that to staff and never ever have anybody bat an eye or say anything because they got it's an open carry state and they're walking around with an ar-15 so they never have to face the the actual 
the actual consequences. And I feel the U.S. has never had to face the consequences of their actions. But here's the fear, is that mm -hmm. the people have never faced it. They get to that point now where they're about to. They're about to face the actions or face all of the consequences all at once, and they have all the weapons. So we're about to see them for the first time use their weapons. Mm, well, China's not going to, it's not going to no. be against the Chinese. Chi China it's has. It's be against each other. Well, no, but here's. Because they control well, it'll all start the against each other. As, like, I'm talking from a <laughs> government standpoint because the corporations are, like, private companies are still what, what are, are tied to all of the economic potential loss in the Is United States. Is my mic a uh, little not, not loud enough? I'm just. I could turn you up. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, because because all the private companies in the U.S. are are tied to the potential economic downfall, uh, it should should the U.S. default. There's the U. Like China's been playing an economic strategy game. They haven't had to be military, uh, uh, like military aggressive with with the United States. They, they don't have, have to with be. with surrounding areas, but they don't have to be. But that's the thing is they're fi fighting a titan and they don't have to be aggressive with them. That's pretty impressive. They're just pure strategy. Well, they, I'm actually they, uh, saying that that's impressive from an intellectual standpoint. Mm -hmm. They actually played the game better. Yeah. But the United States has that fucking like if we push them to the end, mm. that's the scary thing. I don't want to see them backed into a corner because they have a fuck ton of nukes and they're stupid enough to use them. Like, that's the scary thing. You know, and I think, I, like, I support Taiwan as well. I think that we have to stand up to them. But, like, I watched Putin's interview. I don't mean to interrupt you there. I'll let you go in a second. I just want to say, like, I watched Putin's interview talking about um, the president of China and, um, and his opinion on all of this. And he basically said, he was like, I don't understand why China is flying through their airspace or trying to jack up your military. Like, you're the greatest economic power on the planet. Like, mm. use that. So you know, shut down their ports, like basically enforce scarcity so that they have to play ball. And this is what we're saying, seeing. And it's, uh, it's not going to play out well, man. I, I agree. I agree. I think that's why you actually have to, if you want to play against them, you have to do the game. Like, because their strategy is, in my opinion, near, just, near impenetrable, you have understand. to socialize your industries. We have the most in, uh, the most educated uh, demographic post secondarily, like worldwide in Canada. We have the most resources out of almost every country on the planet that we don't use. We have clean water. We have nothing but space, but we're such a tiny global player. Because and, we weren't playing the economic game the same way, right? Like, mm. we, as a country... But, but here's the thing. Because we weren't, we're now between what's about to happen to the United States, as you described, which I'd, I, I'd, I'd articulate is very accurate. You know, I think that the fact China has literally taken all of the jobs <laughs> away yeah. from America by their own design was a complete idiocy and the only way we can dig our way out of this i think that was is sheer start brilliance on behalf of china how, how china yeah. approached it they're like oh yeah you can pay our people three cents a day who cares who gives a shit like everything you know? we see in the yeah, u.s where where like um, like individual americans are looking at these companies like oh they just take our money and then fuck off like we look at they Tesla, were better capitalism but, than you. but they they but learned they that from the chinese taking the they learned that from the, like the chinese did that better than you they did it first <laughs> and they did it better than you 
And yeah, sure, I mean, I mean, America also had slavery, and that was the big reason why it became one of the most economically prosperous countries on the planet. Yeah, so I mean, quick, yeah. and that's why China has been able to dominate the world sphere so quick because during these rice famines they went through, they called most of the population that you know you'd consider not going, not not willing or not able to you know play the game as yeah. you call it. And essentially what happened then is they were able to use their people and develop industry, just like the Soviet Union. And the funny thing about China was, just as they were starting to develop as a country, they had Russia or the Soviet Union just to the north of them, and they could watch exactly the pitfalls of trying to play into the American game. Of course. Of combat. That never works. Yeah. So what did they do? They said, hey, America, hey. You want to make like 6,000% more income yeah. with your computer company or car company or a plastic shitty toy company or yeah. whatever. Uh, send, send us all your resources. Close your factories there where you're paying people livable wages. And it, 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 I can't believe that we allowed this to happen. Like it's it, But that's capitalism. That's, it, the re that's the lack of regulations you dream of. Well... I think it would it would work, it would but work it if China was also playing the same game. But China played a better game. China played a game of using its people. China, China played a game of. But that's because there's no regulations what's good for China. I'm arguing. Why, why would they not use their people? There's no regulations against it. That's that's. But it, it, it's it's <laughs> regulations regulations for who? That's the thing. For for people for for corporations, who do you want? Like the the thing is, is when people say regulations, they're often talking about themselves being regulated, which mm -hmm. is actually the corporations doing that by by not allowing you to fix things or forcing prices on you or forcing you to choose between one shitty product or another. Mm. The, what they're not talking about normally is the uh, like the global scale, whereas that's that's really what we're trying to address, I think, but. I mean, I, I just don't think that uh, you, you can compare a country that uses its people thusly to a country that doesn't. But it, it, you can see clearly what works in history is essentially slavery, and that's essentially what they're doing. Well, slavery, like in, so works, like let's define the word works. What was shown to be a successful way of winning the game of capitalism is slavery. That's that's the full sentence. And that's really what we're seeing. Like China played that game better and without regulations like hey, let's have a regulation against slavery, we 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 see them being able to strategize better. Yeah, so why right? do we trade with them? We shouldn't. Exactly. But, but here's the interesting thing. Like so I feel like the reason why Canada this never This isn't a truly capitalist market because in a truly capitalist market you'd be able to choose. Well, no, but this, it was truly capitalist. This is a later stage of it. Choice only exists when there's competition. This isn't capitalism. Yeah, but that's fine. But but this is capitalism. Like all you have to think is the next stage after that first point where you have choice. 
right? Because everybody has choice. So let's say 80% choose green and 20% choose red. So off of the pure financial advantage of of green, green's going to go over to red and say, hey, I'm going to buy your company from you by giving you 50%, which is two and a half years of what you were going to earn right now, which now green owns red. So now there's an illusion of choice. They jack up both prices and make you compete against each other. This is capitalism. This is how it moves. If you don't regulate shit, it just fucking kills itself. That's that's how it always ends up being because it, the power of choice in the next stage is the power of statistical advantage. So as long as you have people choosing between A and B, someone's going to have an advantage from that choice and they'll be able to use that advantage. Regulations come to control how that advantage is used. Yeah, but and, regulations also get in the way of advancement. Because it if, you, if you say, oh, red or blue or red or green, as you were saying, true capitalist market, you could also have another color come in that could operate better, more efficiently. But the problem is we don't guard our efficiencies. And I think that's where a government or the world government should stand in and say, you guys can be as capitalist as you want, but this isn't OK. Yeah, this, but this who, having who having children the, and, who should well okay but so that's exactly let's, let's go back question. to another another topic you dislike now how do we stand how do up we to, fund it how do we fund global what? taxing how do we fund what how do we find the global police how do we find the, the global the, police the i didn't say we had to have global police well the the global government that says hey this isn't okay because they're going to need funding in order to do it they're going to need power mm -hmm. right because otherwise other funding is going to come over there and they're going to be able to push them around so they got to be well funded which means that there's going to be another excise tax well for essentially some the weird united states up till, the, up till this point it's been the united states doing that for the entire planet well they've been an arbiter but they haven't been they haven't been making any actual like there's no ethical decisions and i guess you can't trust i mean yeah they, they are right? they are as close to an ethical that's, but, that's, but that's because they're a gun to your head well would you would you like uh, how would you define really any uh branch that you'd like as not a gun to your head but that's what that's where the next stage is interesting is if we move to a pure digital com uh, currency regulations can come by simply shutting off uh, a, an industry's ability to generate any kind of digital currency. Yeah, but currencies Be are tied to so much more. It, it doesn't It doesn't work that way because it, it, a nation's currency is, is, is tied to its efficiency in the global market. And the Chinese yen is going up because the U.S. is printing money right now. And it's it, that's a, you, you can't just have one currency for the well, entire China goes planet. up as well because they have a global like they, they, unless this planet is competing against something, we will never have a global currency on this planet. No, of course not. Like, it just won't work. Well, it's, I mean, there's too many markets there. The here here's the interesting thing. So, if we agree that China's taking over economically, which I think we do, yeah, right? completely. So. Let's just imagine they move to the next stage. They start buying up all of the corporations. So we have a handful of mom and pops, but all major uh, international corps are now Chinese, right? Mm -hmm. For And let's say that includes our banking sector. So okay. just, just purely now... The difference in currency is purely numerical. It's just it's just a, a representation, but nothing is really this, being in physically theory, printed. It would be right. I mean, well, this I don't is, we're, see we're this moving towards computers in your, digital. In your we're mind, this is well, this is how we're you moving away from physical currency. Mm -hmm. The globe is. It well, has been for a while. I uh, I don't see that working. I, I okay. don't. Well, that's how. If if I'm China and I'm strategizing how I maintain social order. 
social order requires pure social control and uh, a mobility, hierarchical mobility or or um, financial mobility can be achieved when you have a physical currency. But China, if in my opinion, if I'm running China, the first thing I'm doing is I'm in I'm encouraging digital currency because, for example, in China, in order to have a bank account, you have to have your facial uh, recognition uh, scan for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can cut you cut you off they can track everything they can gps tag who you're hanging out with so no, if you're know. hanging out with criminal yeah. activity so this is in my opinion if we understand them to be the next great economic power they're going to continue the shift to digital whether like we can resist it for sure and, and i think we should yeah but i'm but i'm not agree. saying i'm not i don't think we'll be successful and so then how, how, how would you think they'd come in and do this. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Most people don't have Ooh. cash. Most people use their digital currency nowadays to do purchases. Yeah. I, I wasn't arguing that efficiency. I was arguing the fact that there being one global currency, I don't think that would work. Because what what China could do is exactly what you're saying. Buy all the Canadian companies, run us into the dirt. All do- all do- all, our dollar will be worth fuck all. Inflation will take over. And then we're a soft target. It's simple. Well, I yeah, mean, but we, we wouldn't need to be a soft military target because that would just be stupid. We are resource rich. What they would want to do is actually go, hey, why don't you buy on to an extension of China? We'll come under our dominion and use our currency. Yeah, but we're only going to do that if we're desperate. And of desperate course, people of negotiate course. way, way, the way less The United States well. is almost $30 trillion in debt. Yeah, Desperation yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah, that's why like, I completely agree. So this is what I mean is like, yeah. we might do this. So I think that I actually... think we will. I feel what do you, like, well, How do you see that? How do you say the day-to-day life playing out in Canada under that operation? Like in, in a world where China has some sort of dominion? Yeah, where they basically enact... Uh, how would they get that dominion, I guess? In, in your opinion, what would be the way they're going to go about this? I mean, I don't I don't really know how they... Like, there's ways for Canada to safeguard against it because we have a strong federal government. It's way easier to to attack the United States because their, their central government is actually uh, not as strong with how powerful their states are. True. So it would actually be easier, as we've seen, for, for China to individually corrupt certain states one by one and knock them out individually because once you hit enough of them, the whole thing collapses because of the supply chain issues. And we're already seeing that. So they're knocking people out left and right. Right. So and it's not necessarily China that's doing it, although they are hitting them pretty hard. But Mm -hmm. but this I mean, the U.S. is eating itself right now. Yeah. So we're starting to see all that happen again in Canada. It would be hard. There would likely be I mean, the first thing they're doing is they're buying up our natural resource extraction companies. That's already happened. Yeah. Right. They also buy all of our um, uh, all of our companies that are uh, investing in any kind of um, uh, research on natural resources and uh and viability and all of that so you start seeing that um like patent uh patent um companies owning lots of patents there was one in vancouver that was bought by a chinese company recently um and they were looking into some sort of uh freezing technology i can't remember but uh, regardless that they're going to go after our ip first so that we anything we generate goes to them by default so they don't even have to actually take us under because it would be really difficult for them to penetrate through our charter uh, immediately. It would be easier for them to just take our IP, take all of our natural resources um, and have us uh, like basically 
Well, what, like, what really, uh, how it how it would really have to work is you'd have to destabilize the, uh, the the group of people, and they do this very well currently on social media, putting left against right. Yeah, and they do this with yeah, Facebook ads. They do this with uh, Twitter posts. Yeah. They do this with fake ghost accounts. They do this with bribery uh, and media. Even on uh, any any media you watch has a. Uh, has has been tainted nowadays. Well, you'll always Any see that media. from China, the United States, and Russia will always taint all media. Of course. Like, because they're all playing the same game. That's what I actually, that's why I find it fascinating when you can actually look around the world and you can see people who are, like countries that are playing a micro version of that game, but they're just doing it better. Mm-hmm. Like ones that we don't even talk about right uh, anymore as to uh, as really like facing much in terms of a threat. Even if there is like, they have their own problems, like Germany, for example, no, like they have they have such a strong central uh, government and banking uh, institution, and they're they're not really talked about in terms of like a threat or a power. Like we see these three big guys all competing in this one vicious version of capitalism, but there's like l- lesser forms. Like you go to Sweden, and yeah, fuck you, it, it would cost you forty dollars to make guacamole, but. Like they have a lesser form of capitalism where you don't get all of the choices, but you have enough choices and you have enough social mobility that you feel comfortable and you can do everything and you can innovate. And like, I find it interesting that just by by virtue of proximity to the U.S., our view of what capitalism is, is this mean, big monster version of it when they're like you've argued there, it doesn't have to be. Well, there are it you have to play a different game then a different style and you have to not be you I have mean, to geographically be lot, you attached have to, be to one of the most aggressive more, of them. you have to be a lot more nationalist in order for capitalism to work in the long term yeah uh, i'm not saying you have to be fascist or authoritarian or have a whole bunch that of is, regulations that's the next uh, step you, of nationalism you, you do need to have a legal base uh that does regard everybody as equal and a enforcement that will protect everybody from everybody else. But beyond that, open season. I don't think that the world wants to play that game, though. And I I think that's just kind of why most people lump capitalists and people that are truly right-wing in the group of people that are right-wing kinda, or Coke Light, or Pepsi Lime. It's not not the pure capitalism the world needs. The world doesn't need government to say i will i'm gonna send the jobs over there i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this government the, never did that well no i but the chinese government that's is what i'm referring okay, to but there. that was businesses but, that did that like they made those choices right they had the choice and they chose profits over long long-term gains they played the short game mm-hmm. right like that was that was options that were left on the table through a lack of regulations like, i'm just, and we're all, I'm just and, saying that when you lump capitalism into uh, capitalism, but manipulated with that government control. It doesn't. But real, true capitalism doesn't exist. And you, you're going to say no true Scotsman. Yeah. And I'm going to say that's that's absolutely right. But it, on paper, this 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 system isn't isn't working because we have the pitfalls of uh, lesser people that want to use people to achieve the goals faster. But I think and, that the I think it's fair to say that true capitalism, while it doesn't exist, also can't exist. It absolutely can. No, this is what we've. This is what I keep trying to 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 demonstrate is that it it cannot exist. Like it can start, but what you envision can't exist longer than 
uh, people can exist without corruption or without a goal to get ahead. Because the problem is, is if you have that goal to get ahead and we have that statistical advantage, you're going to start using those advantages to block people, to persuade people, right? Like this, this is, this is how power starts. And so it, it will only exist for a very, very, very immediate moment. And then it will disappear and become this corrupt organization again, because it's just always like, as long as corrupt people exist, it will exist. And I think that you can't get rid of corrupt people. So you, you, you'd rather have a system like China with that authority than the, you know, the freedom of choice and the capitalist system that I would rather have? Is so kind of what you're saying? China or? has social control. I think, I don't think, so in capitalism, I feel like China has played the best game of capitalism in terms of like, if I was going to play, what would be my goal? Well, I would uh, have a stranglehold on the manufacturing industry and the supply chain, and I would also control a lot of the messaging. I would control all of the communication devices. Like, they're gen- like that's a genius tactic, right? Mm-hmm. I don't wish to live in that system, but if you're playing capitalism, fuck, that's a good strategy, like there's no there's there's no way of defending against that if no if somebody else doesn't doesn't see that far ahead or doesn't and and it was the greed of the U.S. and the U.S. corporations well, going short term. It's not so much term. that either. But, it's, but, it's also the entire structure of the U.S. system having every four years to go through these very dynamic changes. Yeah, and it's the infighting in their own country because of their freedoms that create this this pit, this void, this this lack of protection and care because that whole mentality, that whole system is set up on a short-term, four-year cycle. Yeah. You're either going to have businesses that are successful or businesses that suffer as a result of who becomes president and who's controlling the, you know, the ship. But that that was all baked into the corporate structure system. They didn't have regulations against bribery. Hmm. Right? Nor so should they. like yeah, they certainly should. No, they, they, well, then you're going to get corruption. Well, and then cr- you're corruption, gonna, and then you're going to have a poisoned version of capitalism, and then you're going to claim that it was it, it's been corrupted, but it, it got corrupted because you didn't have regulations in place. And like I said, I think the government should only control the the, the rights and care of the people. I, I I don't think bribery is a good thing by any means, but it defi- it depends on how you define the bribery. Like, if you have a corporation that says, we're going to open a hospital, it's going to be free in your jurisdiction, should you get elected, we'd love to do that. You know, that's that's not necessarily bribery, but, but there's no be... That's no bribery. There's no there's no transaction there. That's well, the transaction no consideration. The so, quite, like, well, no, but quite like... The, the business would open Oh, there, so, like, if you're saying, if we get. don't tax, if yeah. you, if you yeah. don't tax us, yeah. well, then what you would do is you would see a... So, in contract law, that would be written as a transaction of how much is that tax worth over X amount of period of time, and we're going to then balance that versus how much it would actually cost for taxpayers uh, to invest in constructing this with, let's say, a moderate interest why rate would, from a Why bank. would the taxpayers need to invest to build anything? If a if if a if the end goal is a hospital being built, sure. right? Then let's say let's give option. Like let's say there's option A of uh paying a tax bill or paying a tax receipt for a company to do it, and there's option B of collecting direct taxes for us to do it, hmm. right? You balance the two equations against each other. So let's say short term gains of of having the company do it is you don't have to pay the people don't have to pay anything more out of pocket right away, mm-hmm. right? The long-term losses out of having the company do it is 
if you're not charging them taxes for 100 years, let's say, after about 20 years, my guess is you're now in the loss column. It would have actually, you would have saved money having built it. So for roughly, let's say, I'll say half, but I would say it's probably closer to 80% of the lifespan on a 100-year contract where that would uh, actually serve to lose for the citizens of that area. So then look at the other option. The other option is that upfront investment. Now that stings in the immediate moment, but in the long term, it's significantly more uh, fiscally viable. That's capitalism versus socialism, mm-hmm. right? And when we're talking about an essential service, so where, where, in an in a like in the, the only reason this this hypothetical swings so strongly towards socialism is because in this hypothetical we have to build a hospital. So if there is necessary structures, socialism is the better option. If it is an unnecessary structure, so if it is to gain some sort of advantage, capitalism is the better option. Because capitalism will make things, we, we, we talked about this last time, capitalism will do a better job at, at um, shipping things around and uh, basically moving things around, but it doesn't necessarily spark the innovation that you need, and it also doesn't serve everyone. So if it's a necessity, we need to serve you, everyone. You Over-efficiency. Serve, you can't serve everyone. Yes, you can. How? What do you mean? In what? In what? Which in, context? In, in what? In what place in the world has everyone always been served? No, which we I imagine by what so you mean can't. is they have all their life and everything paid for and everything's not paid it doesn't for. it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work you need there to be competition no in in, in almost any field it, it, you just have to it, what, it, it, you, what did you, early humans compete against outside of nature outside of nature outside of other tribes outside of other resources who is closer to the water who is tribal closer to tribal the, infighting the evidence of tribal infighting only exists when there were settled tribes so that when they were settled in a certain area and they were fighting over specific land but for the most part there was uh there wasn't a lot of infighting in early man well we had Angus Khan, Julius Caesar. Wait, that's conquering land. What were they doing that for? They were doing it for resources, for trade. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. there's there's conflict regardless of technology. But that was because they were competing. Because when you can when you owned resources and you owned trade routes, you can compete better in the capitalist system. Because the capitalist system allows you to live inside and not be a nomadic tribe that's subject to the movement of animals, the temperature of the globe, not and at all, the conditions of the planet. That's there. So there's no evidence that. Uh, so like we have early merchants, right? So like if we go back, our our earliest known one, I believe, is actually now predates Mesopotamia, but that that as like a merchant zone. There's one. There's ancient ones in Egypt too. Um, so extraneous things. There was always going to be some form of trade back and forth so things that weren't necessities but necessities there were always healers for the community there were always there was always going to be rations and food for people people didn't go without of those things because that was not something to capitalize on that that was something that was considered they didn't have the ability to capitalize on it they didn't they also didn't but the minute that you had the as, population growth to support a baker baking bread instead of you know, everybody just kind of doing it. The efficiency takes over. Oh, you know what? I, if I could only trade this or a currency for that bread rather than having me do it, it's a lot more efficient. It's 
No, that'll it, never so, happen in a socialist society. It'll just be like, no, you're just going to have to live. You're going to have to bake your own bread. You're going to have to do all these menial, degrading so tasks. So how did the person come up down. with the? How did the person come up with the bread machine? Let's just say the bread maker, right? Yeah, the one that made it more efficient. What did he do? But if you had a how much surplus time did he have bread, in a day to invest in this? What was happening throughout the day that had all of his needs covered that he didn't have to actually make any earnings in order to come up with this device? Like I said, capitalism doesn't give you time to actually innovate. What it does is it spreads innovation. And it does a fucking fantastic job of it. But there's no but there's point. N- there's no point to innovate if you have everything of provided for you. Of course there is. Are you shitting? You think the wheel only came because capitalists were like, oh, I really hope I could roll at some point. The, the wheel came because it was easier to train. Like, like innovation comes out of laziness. People need to get shit done. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shit we wouldn't need to otherwise get done, right? Like, I would argue that probably a lot of the extreme shit that we can do um, you can't going have, to space, but you, but you for example, might not have existed without capitalism. You, it, it, why? Why wouldn't it? I said going to space wouldn't have existed yeah, without why? capitalism. Because I don't think that necessarily the 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 compete drive would have been there because it was the cold war that drove the sure. the invention but we also it. wouldn't have satellites we also know, wouldn't have saying. global I'm, communication I, uh well it de- solar panels I, well again these all depend really on what the end goal of each society would have been and how it all developed we don't really know because innovation has well, when all- you push people to compete and invent you create beautiful things in science. Not And true. there's no push, there's no drive on the scientific community to advance, either through conflict or competition. It stagnates. And how then, do you, how do, what, what is the push right now? Right now, and this will trickle into our next conversation, but right now the push is not to innovate or to get better. It's how to safeguard your products from being fixed by other people. It's how to keep, uh, how to make sure that your products fail outside of warranty. There's no innovation to get better better is a subjective term better is a better profit margin well, that's, and that's again, the problem they're the government... not going towards a social goal they're going towards an economic one yeah because... you need social control mm-hmm. over the economic engine no you just need a government <laughs> that cares about the well-being of its people and its nation how is the, the government, government going to do anything without regulations without power without money you don't want them to be taxed um, to have any tax dollars you don't want them to have any say so how do they do that how do they do it they don't have any money. They don't have any power. What do you like in your scenario? It's ideal. They they can't. What's the gun to the head? How where do they get the gun? How do they afford the ammunition? Like they they can't do it. They gotta have power. It sucks. It sucks. But you well, gotta the power give, would be through the military and the police. But how do they get the military and the police through taxation that you don't want? Right, like that. All of this exists through a system that you don't enjoy. Like we in order to get. A central power, there has to be central funding. For central funding, there has to be a, gl- a, a universal be or all, national that benefit. That should be all that the government would control. Why? Is the enforcement Why would they the only law? enforce the control? Why would I, as a citizen, only like, and now, so because I'm paying taxes, right? And it's now only so that the government can not provide me with shit? No. The no, only so the way that they're going to convince me to fucking pay taxes is if I'm getting my hospitals, if I'm getting my water, if I'm getting my roads. Yeah, but you, you stop pay a giving menial, me menial amount of tax compared to what you're paying now. What I'm paying now gets me what you. I have, and I fucking like it. I like having water. You like I having like having waiting having... rooms in the hospitals, no water yes. for the First Nations. We have, but um, we have the t- no water for living... First Nations is a fucking capitalist choice. No, it's yes. because it's we because it's can't not profitable. Make money. Yeah, because it's not profitable. Because they don't let us. 
Because who? Who won't let us? Who won't let who? The regulations. What regulations? There's no way of profiting off of giving people clean drinking water. <laughs> That's socialism. Well, then make them pay more for the water. But oh how no. Do you, how do Make sudden, the fucking First Nations people who have no industry pay more for the water that they can't get? How? I don't get it. Like, it's just... I don't... They, it has to start somewhere. There has to be a socialized aspect. And like as an as an individual citizen I'm sorry. As a citizen who doesn't want to pay no taxes, how the move. fuck are you? So if someone like let's say let's say blank slate, we're we're in the Matrix White Room right now sure. and we're about to create our new world. And someone comes up to you and yeah, I like to uh, we saw the Matrix trailer recently, so I gotta use that. So <laughs> so we're 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 in this room and someone offers you the fucking choice, right? of of oh my god i fucking spaced are you shitting me i was so in the zone and then i thought about the matrix trailer and now i'm just you know thinking what? about the blue pills dangerous ah. freedoms <laughs> over peaceful slavery my friend I, i'll take dangerous feet freedoms over peaceful slavery no, okay i got it i got it okay we're dangerous. in the white room and we have head of government comes here and he says you're gonna pay taxes no matter what which kind of sucks already right because they're gonna say that no matter what now, option A, you pay, what, 10%, let's say? 10% for the military? A tithing? We'll go back to, like, original, old school. I wouldn't say less than that, but let's, like, 10%, I think, is fair. Sure. So, 10%, right? Versus the roughly 30% we pay now? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, we're going to pay 10% of all of your income, and, and you're going to go... Why? What do I get out of it, right? You that, get F-18s that can instantly respond to do any you get threat. Those? Do you get those? Pardon me? Do you feel threatened internationally? No, right now because we're you, north get, of the United but you, States. But, well, yeah, but do you do you get any of those things? Do you get any of that infrastructure? You get the protection. But, hey, if if you in pay other countries if try you pay to more invade. than that, you'll never have to worry about hospitals. You'll never have or, or your medical bills. You'll never have to worry about roads and infrastructures if, or schools or universities. But why, why should I have to pay thirty percent a year for a service I'm probably going to only use when I'm about to fucking die? Because you want those people who are innovating to use them all the time so that your life is better. Because every innovation starts from having a socialized life. If they don't have time to think and tinker and work, then they don't have time to innovate. I, 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 but why do you always have to be working in a capitalist system? If it's about efficiency, wouldn't the amount of work be decreased if you were more efficient at what you're doing? Uh, theoretically, but that's only if you own the means of production, which we don't own the means of production. Well, I'm, you're arguing about the planet. We're arguing about paper. I'm I'm arguing about individual people. You're selling your labor. We don't have strength in our labor markets to be able to demand more because the jobs are useless. We're like I said, like I've argued multiple times. We're an end Which stage. Which jobs are useless? A lot of them. Okay. A Such lot. Of basically any job right now where if minimum wage was switched to a living wage if the business went under that's a useless job because that is a job that is not actually profiting off of giving society something that it benefits from what it is is it's actually benefiting off of socially depressed areas it's actually benefiting off of keeping economic people economically depressed you're capitalizing off of people's poverty and then those people need social structures through the tax system to overcome that. So any business that cannot they need afford social structures, why? Because they'll they'll be living in encampments or shooting like they'll end up in in. Then in, that's where they end up. Okay, so they end up on our public streets, 
because a private company didn't pay enough. Didn't pay enough, then they can get a different job. But why does the company have a right? They, they don't provide anything. They, they don't benefit provide anyone. the opportunity to make income. That's not income is not that's but this is exactly it you asked you asked why don't you work less if you're good at your job because you don't own the means of production you then don't increase your, your means of production How? increase your How? skills How? go get education How? go get, How do you get the money for that Get loans. Take a bet. How do you get the credit for that? Well, then you go to a bank. Yeah, and how do you get access to that? You go to you, you go walk to the bank. You go on a road. Well, How'd you get that built? You live in an area that needs the development. Okay, and how did you? How did you? So how did we end up getting that development? It all ends up coming back to needing a specific investment in social structures. There needs to be roads, for example. Businesses can't operate without roads, and our taxes paid for them for those businesses. Businesses are socialist. And from someone who's so fond of the military, for fuck's sakes, they are the biggest socialist example on the planet. The United States military pays for free college. They pay for all of your food, all of your housing. And the only thing that you normally have to pay for is your fucking cell phone because and any kind of cable. And stuff. It's a socialist. It's socialist. Why, how is that socialist? They cover absolutely everything. That's above living wage. Because you're going around the planet. You're not necessarily. It. National Guard don't do shit. Sure. And I'm not saying you don't do shit. Sorry, you don't travel. I mean, me, in that, according to that 70s show, Red Foreman makes me think that you don't do shit, but I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge on National Guard. The, the National Guard actually is a, I- instrumental in protecting against international and national terrorism. And uh, it's they you couldn't fathom the amount of things they stop on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm 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 most just making it that seventy show joke. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, because I think it was Bob. I think it was Bob that was. uh, I I just I just think that National Guard. I I wouldn't call that socialized at all. I mean, I'd call that I'd call that a nationalist, um, you know, protection. I, and you know they're their if, own industry if, if that if that industry operates better as a you know a camp all where of, they provide all these things they're all paid by taxpayers they're not even a business they don't have an roi well that's why i'm saying military so- and enforcement should be the only things provided they're so i guess if that's a socialist approach it is but that's the only way the military would operate because you can't have for why is it better for the military to operate that way because you want the nation's protection to come before the uh, ideas of other countries or investors. So the people wouldn't protect you, they wouldn't work in your best interest if you don't feed them and clothe them and take care of them? We're talking about protecting borders and enforcing laws. We're not talking about what's going to happen within the capitalist system. Protecting the safety system. of your fellow we're ca- we're employees. We're protecting the or capitalist protecting- system. The business should protect their employees by paying them livable wages. If they choose not to, they're going to run out of employees. But they're not if you don't have regulations because if you don't have social safeguards, then people end up on the street and they end up dying. Sure, that's what you want to see, I guess, in this in this version of capitalism because that's the only end. It's an unfortunate part of capitalism, yes. But that's... That's a horrible way to just brush past. But in socialism, you just put everybody in camps and kill the people that want to fight or think differently. There has never been a socialist government ever. Not one. Okay. And, And there's never even been an attempt at it. The, the, the closest that you can see is Dubai. All I'm saying is that anytime anybody wants to nationalize, 
the means of production. Generally, it comes at a cost of the people who Germany own the industry. Pardon? Is Germany socialist? Germany is probably a lot more centrist okay. than a lot of other countries. Okay, but are they socialist? Because I, I would argue that they're capitalist, but they invest in in specific <laughs> industries that benefit them. You're talking like you you go so far in both ways. Why are we not capitalizing on our natural resources? Because we don't nationalize them. That's why it takes a lot of fucking investment to make value there. We need to nationalize them. That's what we need to do. We need to benefit off of that directly. The reason that we lost $5 billion here in Alberta is because we don't have good provincial or national control over our national resources. We We have private companies that will fuck off when it benefits them. We need to get projects done, and we can't because the second the dollars don't make sense in the short term for the companies, they fuck off. It would make sense in the long term for us. so much. What's that? Because they're taxed so much. Not because they're taxed so much. Because they're taxed the right amount to make sure that they don't have spills and shit. They don't have any interest in anything other than the end dollar. And that's a problem. Because they can just fuck up all of the land around them. And then you can no longer play your token card of, oh, we don't have clean drinking water for indigenous. A lot of the reason we don't is because we fucking poison the water. At least in the United States, that's one of the reasons. They frack in their own fucking land. Care about Yellowknife? I think it is right now. Yeah. yeah, like you have to socialize certain things. You can't argue out of one side of your mouth that you want clean drinking water for First Nations people, and out of the other that uh, the only socialized industries are military. That like that because then you're you're discounting water and toiletries and sewage plants and 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 road and infrastructure. The only way to get to these businesses and airports for travel. These are all socialized industries. These are all paid for by our tax dollars, and they, they're not working. I, they're not because of the fact that we don't safeguard them properly they've been perverted like we have to own them nationally if you allow them to get corrupted so you're you're gonna have 12 people running a business that might need three because of oh we can overspend because this is a government job we need this job this job this just because every government job turns into this my friend how do you presume that every government is is inefficient just on the basis that okay yeah every government because it can be it can be literally every in capitalism it, it has to be predatory it not just can be, it has to be. That's the system. So you're, you're you arguing against yourself. it can be inefficient versus it has to be predatory. That means that there's a way better, like, it's just pure statistical logic there. What's predatory? The, pre- about- predatory meaning like, oh, yeah, it's an unfortunate side effect that there's going to be a portion of homeless people. Not to mention a good amount of those in the United States are the ones who fall off the wayside of the socialist wagon of the U.S. military. And they end up on the streets with fucking ptsd and pain uh pain pill uh addictions and this is a huge issue and then they don't support those people they only socialize them while they're working for them you need to pay you need to take care of them and it's not just military because if you understand all economic contributions help the engine of the country if you're working you should have those things covered because you're helping the engine not just the military which is a protection part that's a huge part but if you're a team like any sports team every single player who's working towards the end goal deserves to have that coverage i don't know how that can't that 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 can go any more different well you know i i think that that would be the choice of the employee you could choose to work for places we that we don't would... have those. We don't have the power. How? 
What do you mean how? We, we literally start our life in debt. It. Google is literally slaying it because they give everybody a less than average wage, but they provide all those socialist things to their employees. Yeah. And they are getting the, um, the, the most educated, but you're stepping the best people. so far ahead to all of these people. They're not getting the necessarily the most educated. Well, they're getting the most educated people. They're not necessarily getting the best people. Because the best people are, are only the people do... who can act like the, the, the pool of what's best in this capitalist system is insanely fucking small compared to what it could be. How, how, how do you think that? Uh, because there are uh, if you can't deal with of, adversity, hundreds, if you no, can't it's not deal dealing, with it's not, it's not a matter of dealing with uh, adversity or competition. No, there are kids, you have there are kids in Central Africa making fucking wind-based machines out of scraps and dump in junkyards. It just means that they can't access the post-secondary education that they would require in order to become a programmer. What I'm saying is that if you don't socialize it early enough, they don't have that choice. You need to start because like. You say, oh, you can just go into debt. You can go to a bank. Well, in order to get a credit card, you have to go into debt. Mm -hmm. You have to go into debt. So you have to then work yourself out of debt in order to prove that you were worthy of you the debt in the first place. You don't need to go into debt to get a credit card. Well, what do you think a credit card is? It's, it, but unless you use it. Well, yeah. Sorry. In order to use it. You credit. In order to get a credit score, you have to go into debt. You don't have to... Not necessarily... Because if you have assets stacked, for How example... How do you have assets stacked without going into debt? Well, if you save money. How do you save money without going into debt? How you, do you work and put money away. You don't necessarily need credit. How do you, how do you live without going C's, into debt? There where, are five where did, C's of credit. Where, Character. I know. What I, you've done in the past. Capital. Yeah. What you have in the bank. Collateral. How did you get it in the bank? You, by working without where the were credit. You, where, how, how did you get the clothes to work? How did you get the clothes to work? And where were you living while you were working? All I'm at, I, you had to go into debt. Dead exit like you you all of you have there are minimums you have to hit before you could go to work <coughs> that's true right like debt is just absorbed by the parents uh, that's true that's really what it is and it's but it was their choice to have the kids in a capitalist system sometimes not necessarily like if you control the means of education like they do in the united states they can teach abstinence only and then you don't even know about uh protection Right. And they can. And, and, and that's what they, they send a lot of the fucking uh, parishioners into Africa to teach the same thing. That's yeah, but that's, a, that's, that's a rational. That, that's that's a logical issue. That's not a system issue. Well, it's both systemic you, you, and logic. Your system should be paramountly based in logic. Yeah, but it's the problem. The problem is, is it and that's the be, real issue. It's not the fact that it's capitalist. But you can you can argue something can be should all at once. The problem is, is that under capitalist, there's no ideology that wins. Other no, than capitalist. The, it, it has to be profitable. So if it's not logical, or, or if it's not profitable, it doesn't matter if it's logical. Okay. Right? It's logical that everybody should have access to the same information when it comes to news. Right? But that's not profitable. Mm. So that's not what we have. Mm. Right? It would be logical that when we see massive issues with dumping in the oceans and with uh with huge huge issues with uh recycling and massive massive dumps and over waste of all of this that companies would actually start working increase the prices on the product but start making it so that we can repair it and make it easier but that's not what they're doing because that's it's logical it's not profitable hmm. they need to make their profit the problem with capitalism, this is the which is why I find it always so interesting with you because I you know you're hyper logical, but capitalism's next like every evolution becomes less and less logical because when you compete, you're and I can say this as a high level, like as someone who's played a very high level of sports, 
When you compete, you lose your logic because your logic is only based on the game. There's nothing outside the game, right? If I'm if I'm like when when I used to spar people and I'm competing, it doesn't. I don't notice the ref. I don't notice anyone around me. I only notice what he's doing, and I'm only and I will only do what's rational to there. So if a if a gunman were to come into the into the fucking uh, uh, building while we're sparring, we're likely to have that blocked out, and it would be logical for us to run. But at the time, it's not profitable for me in my end goal of winning this fight for me to do it and i can't i can't see outside of that so i feel like that that's how competition will inevitably always spin is that it blinds you to the the existential threats the existential threats in this system should be protected by the government but that would be again and we that's have their to job fund, we it have should to not them. be the job of the business people which are trying to fight to make more efficient things to look out and say, oh, China's about to fuck us. But they're not making more efficient things. If they were trying to do those things, then I'd be on your side. But they're not. And you, you well, know they, They're it. using we, marketing we and they're selling things that they say are scarce that aren't. Well, and but they're, they're also... It's, they're, they're, it's usury when you go to get a uh, loan. It's absolutely insane the rates we have to pay. We also this isn't have a fair like, system. But it's the not. reason it's not fair is because we haven't regulated them properly. <clears throat> right? Like, we have to... You have to start somewhere, and the problem is, is if you start with business freedom, what you start with inevitably is a lack of human freedom. So you have to choose what you care more about. How, how is how is that the case? Because business is what creates luxury, and luxury is what most people equate to freedom nowadays. Yeah, but that's only conceptually, not actually. That's what people view as freedom. What's what they've been bought and sold as freedom, but that's not actually what it is. There wouldn't be all this freedom of choice if it wasn't. There is no freedom of choice. It's all illusion. Okay, so it's it's an illusion that you can choose between, uh, you know, operating systems and 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 Puma because they're all the same company. Hmm. Or uh, like go go into um, what's that fucking uh, that sun sunglass hut, right? Like, how many brands are in there? There's Nike and Oakley, Ray-Ban, all owned by Luxottica, Mm. one company in Italy. You do not have choice. Choice is an illusion. It is just, we're, this is the matrix. Or maybe those guys are just really good at making all these different diverse sunglasses. They own 86% of the market. Well, then why wouldn't someone want to try to get in there and do it cheaper? You don't have choice. Well, they They have. But that's that's where you get um, that one online retailer that uh, popped up out of Stanford. Um, and then they manufacture through China because it's cheaper. That's how you get it cheaper is you go through slavery. That's not right. No, but that's capitalism. But clearly the Italians can do it and they're paying people to do it well and well, they deserve the business. Yeah. So but I they mean, want to call that, themselves but, Ray-Ban But I'm just Oakley saying like you don't have choice. Like it's an illusion is what, what I'm saying is no, like you don't. It, the, the, the choice is having the people work at what they're efficient at doing and the money they get as a result of it. Your choice is, do you want to wear Ray-Bans or this or this? All because it goes to the same company is irrelevant. But it, it, is, it is relevant. If someone can when, break into the market you are, and compete with them it is and relevant make a better when you product. Realize, but, but you can't compete with them. Yeah. That's, no, ever. Why? Because the way that they've controlled the market. So you said, no, we no, said let's, we let's use an extreme example. So I'll, no, 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 let's, <laughs> let's, I'm, I'll use, I'll use this as, uh, we the, said the, we couldn't do the four minute mile. No, but that, yeah, we've but done all, all those things. Yeah, but that's, those are, those are physical feats. And those were people who were just idiots that were saying those things. So use De Beers as an example. 
There is no way of ever beating that market. It doesn't matter how things evolve. And, I, and it doesn't matter how good synthetic diamonds ever become because at the end I of the day... I just realized Adam's wearing a cast. Yeah. I What's didn't going on? That what happened there, bro? <laughs> Holy shit. You're wearing a black shirt with a black cast, man. I just yeah. saw his hand. I'm like, why is he holding his chest? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, what happened, I realized bro? it took you longer to set up than normal. <laughs> Fuck, fuck, man. You no, went all stealth mode. He's just sitting there. Yeah, no, it's good. I uh, I slipped on some laundry and like landed right on my shoulder. Oh. All, my, all my body weight. So I got a couple fractures. and. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That sucks, man. Did they have That's to put bad. pins in or anything there? No. Uh, honestly, like they sent me home that night. They just reset it like, with a big old sledgehammer? Out. and Nothing. Did they give you some fun pills at least? Uh, not at first. They just told me to like take Advil and oh, go home. Oh, fuck you, doctor. <laughs> Get but out they, that prescription they, pad. Whip out the triplicate. The Come next on. Morning. They called me the next morning. They're like, yeah, you know what? Um, <laughs> looking at your x-rays again, it's like there's a couple fractures. You should probably get a sling and some T3s. So, uh, yeah, thanks. But very impressed with our uh, medical system right now. Um, three in the morning. I yeah. was lucky though. Like, what are you was, doing like, laundry at three in the morning? Well, I was like up do, um, in the bathroom, <laughs> and there was just laundry lying around. Oh, okay. Um, it, was, it was everywhere. Yeah, but uh, it was like two hours in out. <laughs> no one in the parking lot. It was great. Nice. Um, and they were saying like, yeah, they're packed in there, and there's in the ICU and stuff, yeah, yeah. and all that. But uh, but the system's still yep. doing its thing. That's yeah. what happens when it's not just about profit. Beautiful. Well, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Mexico's pretty <laughs> nice right now this time of year, too. Yeah. If you don't and, mind uh, your friends just dropping off every so often, it's nice. <laughs> oh, dang. Another uh, one fell. Oh, this is such a, an intense conversation oh my goodness. to watch. Well, it's it's just... So, like, just, just to go back to where we went before we realized Adam's injury. Uh, like, <laughs> Sorry, just, bro. Just to, use the extreme, <laughs> just to use the extreme example of De Beers, the reason why, like, because they're, they're just a well-known example of someone who's cornered the entire market, because they, and how they do it is just fake scarcity. And this is what companies do, right? The reason why you can't compete is, uh, do, are either of you guys are sneakerheads by chance? A little bit. Really? Okay, yeah. so... Like, you know how um, they'll release, like, you know, a thousand pairs of something and they'll sell for, like, $800. And, and then, then, the, and then the fucking market, flip market's, like, two Gs and you know shit what? You know what a pair of menthol 10s goes for now? No idea. Like, 24K. Yeah. Like, US, 24K US. That's insane. And I'm just, like, this was a guy that literally ripped off a whole bunch of brands, made, like, I think, how many pairs? Like, 1,500, 15,000 pairs of shoes, and got sued by almost everybody. But now everybody wants to shoe. But that's it's got the, so much notoriety. It's hilarious. But, but it's you know marketing. what's so funny though is he's not wealthy. No, no, he's fucked. Yeah, any dollar so he has that's is going that's why right you can't out. Compete. Mm. You can't compete. I completely agree, but that's because of the regulations. No, There's, there was that, no that, regulations there. That was the companies coming in and going, "Ah, oh, we're gonna fuck you." In what? And then what, in what system? Like, in what system are they fucking them, Tristan? Uh, in economic system. In economic system of what? Capitalism. Uh, where would they go to enforce such? economic the legal system yeah how how, how does okay, that how does that work well let's take their legal system out of it i mean you already know i love I, I loathe the legal legal system and think that it's very corrupt yeah, but, but who but, controls the legal system uh right now yeah. mostly in the u.s it's mostly the republican government so mostly so it's the government. Pri- well no it's mostly private corporations so how is that 
Well, private corporations have no, like there's no donorship caps in the United States. And so if you look at like the, um, the, uh, what is it? Not Pandora. Pandora so papers? basically what you're saying yeah. is that if another company wanted to try to start baking a shoe like the menthol 10, for example, and the guy came out and he starts getting sued by all these companies for bullshit reasons, What's it bullshit should really reasons? be the government. Oh, uh, you know, like patents because he came up with something. Because no, he spent I, all that time he, in capitalism. I, I, I can't remember exactly what he was sued for, but you could absolutely look into it, I and mean, you'd probably understand it, it more would than me. Probably, be but the fact remains. Yeah, the fact remains though that a guy tries to start his own company and he gets all these fucking walls in the way, and the government allows it. They should those just say, walls "No, were fuck put you." There by businesses because those businesses. But uh, who's enforcing them? The businesses. No, the, the government. Yeah, the, but the, only, the government the only gets way their money from who? Hmm? The government gets their money from who? Tax. Exactly. Who pays most of the taxes or who used to? Businesses. Businesses were the primary contributors, so they got to control all the regulation. Like most of the regulation. Mo- yeah, but most like you of the. said they're not. But most of the regulations you hate came into existence in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And so now that businesses aren't paying taxes because that started in the late 70s, early 80s, and now 90s. Yep. They have all of the advantages that they baked into the system and none of the fucking culpability. <clears throat> so. I agree with you. There's just no working. There's no way of working that out. You mm. cannot change that because business played like that was the short term uh, short term strategy of business in the United States. Short term gains instantly. So they had three decades of impenetrable gains. Well, I completely agree. In the system that we live in now, we should absolutely charge business more tax. I, yeah. I think that if we're trying to public uh, have a public health care and education system that operates at an efficient level that is top in the world, that should be top in the world, we would need to tax people more. Yeah, what I, I just would... think that uh, on on paper, ideologically, I think that the free market's the best way to do it. And you'll never convince me otherwise. And yes, the system's broken. And yes, there's no way that's ever going to exist. But that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. I, I, I've been working in an industry that is probably one of the last capitalist bastions of hope on the planet, the car industry. And there's very few other industries that operate quite as quite like it. And essentially, it is a true capitalist market. No, it's have the, the one of the most of globally corrupt markets on the planet. How is it corrupt? So if you want to look at the United States... How many times you get paid what you think you should? Well, not, not only that. No, so, so if we want to look at just, just dealership model, like we can look at just dealership model, but let's look at dealership zoning licensing in the United States. So, this so is something te- I know nothing about. Okay, so, so why do you think Tesla can only operate a handful of states? Because dealerships have actually signed agreements through governors to make it so that they have competition zones and or no competition zones within certain mile ratings, and then they set up uh, dealerships every yeah. rating within it. Yeah, that's but that's bullshit. capitalism. No, they paid not. for the government. They paid directly. No, it's not. That's capitalism. bribery. You loved bribery. I, I did not say I love bribery. <laughs> I was trying to make a point by saying that bribery will exist. Well, it exists in the capitalism you, because system. you allow them to do more things than they should. Well, that's the what government just should only be in control of the military and enforcement and that is all okay well then business would have enforced it because then they would have just said no we own all of these blocks we're going to open dealerships everywhere but regardless they also uh made laws in almost every single state to make it so that you couldn't actually sell vehicles as a through a retail model it had to be done through a dealership model which also prevented tesla's approach because they were originally trying to go now don't get me wrong i don't i'm not defending tesla but i'm just saying i think corruption at every level is nuts i think tesla's brilliant and i am happy you stand 
standing up against this bullshit because it is absolutely anti-capitalist. He has the market. He's got the marketing. He's got the better product. Let him sell his. He does not have the better cars. product. His product is an absolute piece of shit. But people he has a think better it's better. People think it's better. That's because of marketing, and that's because better. of capitalism. And people are stupid. And that works. Why stop it? Because it doesn't work, and we know that. We know that we're about to watch the world burn. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. So it doesn't work. So that's but why I, I don't think that. I don't think that stopping him. Like, that's exactly what I'm saying. The government overstepped. It's too authoritarian. The government is overstepped. The because government allowed... socialized his entire business. Everything he's ever created was created on the backs of taxpayers in California. And then all of the sudden, and also California was one of the few states that made it so that he could actually operate and sell his vehicles, which he couldn't do if he was in a lot of other fucking states. True. Especially, And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh my God, I don't like these taxes. I'm going over to fucking Texas as soon as he had money. Good and he him. got the money. Hang on. He got the money. Not off of making vehicles well, not off of uh, off of being efficient, not off of delivering things on time, not off of giving people a right to repair things. Uh, the end, the end manufacturing. Have you ever seen the fucking lines? Like, look at the hood, the hood gaps. Oh my oh, god, Tesla's the trim are, gaps. They're absolute are pieces terrible. of shit. They're terrible. They're built like cars. crap. Absolutely. So they don't make anything more efficient. They don't make it better. They don't make it more cost efficient. What they do is they market to people. That's it. And then they lobbied government to give them even bigger tax credits. So Tesla lobbied government to create te uh, uh, tax credits for electric cars. So further socialism for their fucking system, a more on the backs of their fucking taxpayers, and then he fucked off. So socialism He's a doesn't cunt. Work. Socialism is what allows businesses to build, and capitalism is what allows them to thrive. Businesses don't deserve to thrive. Let them build. I absolutely say that. I agree so with that. So then we want socialism. That's literally, that's the only... Socialism was the part that ruined it. No, it so wasn't. Giving him the money was the part that ruined it. Socialism was the only... socialist is what ruined that entire equation. No. Because if it was truly capitalist, he wouldn't be able to build all these stupid uh. cars that suck. That are going to explode, that start fires and roast entire that families wasn't in their socialism. homes. That's how do, in socialism you don't have marketing. But if he didn't get that investment from the government, that tax break or all, any of that help, he wouldn't have been able to do it. Oh my! How did he get all of those things? You just said it was government through subsidy. marketing. He did it through marketing. He got it through fucking marketing of green space. He got it through marketing in the tech industry. He got these through subsidies through that were built in to through the capitalist system that we're actually trying to now recoup the the pitfalls of the of the previous industrial boom and trying to catch up to to how we were destroying ozone layers and fucking with uh, our environment. So like it, it's not socialism that fucked it. Socialism is what allowed the company to build capitalism. Like so, the original Teslas, the early ones coming off the lot, weren't coming off with these faults. Well, that's because it was when the they started S. mass producing them. Absolutely, exactly. capitalism is what mass produced them. But capitalism is what incentivized people to make them more, uh, less quality because they could make them faster. Capitalism is what makes <sighs> McDonald's. Socialism gives you the hamburger. Capitalism gives you McDonald's. Ooh, and that's the problem. Mm. I think we want the hamburger. And it'd be nice to get it to as many people as possible. And capitalism does get burgers into more mouths than socialism. That's exactly so right. there's a way of blending the two together that we haven't figured out yet. It doesn't. But you can't. You can't. I actually think that you can. I think what you do is you create a national... So right now, in this current system to defend against it, what I would do is I would have an international tax uh, um, on top of 
your your existing tax structure, which would mean if that company has any connection or any investors that are registered to any international players, they pay an additional tax because they're no longer uh, invested solely in your country. That's and a good we idea. have to be after our own country. So essentially, because that you, way we're not targeting our small guys. Essentially, you'd have tariffs on uh, international employees. Yeah, international corporate. Uh, yeah, international corporate entities. Yeah, assets or investments or entities. I completely yeah. agree with that. Because that I way, completely agree with that. That makes, and then that creates a distinction because if you're a Canadian that that built up in Canada, however, you're not getting hit with those things until you then try to go outside of that system. However, that also will cripple the global market. We we'd have to set up a lot of infrastructure here before we could do that. We'd have to have a car manu we'd have to have car manufacturing here. We'd have to start getting the oil out of the ground again here. We'd have to get the, our manufacturing sector uh, sector and our resource sector to a point where we could be more self-sufficient because I think right it's like now, a chicken and the egg though. Like if we did it right away, the amount of money we would get would make it so that we could create that investment. You It'd know be what? So Maybe hard right, to pay for it, would, it up front. It, it like, would be uh, it would be something that you you would need some setup on. Oh, totally. Because you can't just say okay, ever there's going to be tariffs on all this shit now. Essentially, what we're talking about is tariffs here. Yeah. Uh, 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 we're going to tariff all this now, and then all of a sudden everything stops coming in. And then, well, yeah, that, that's be like, be a so crisis. Like, one of the ones that I see instantly is like plastics. Plastics would be a huge one because it's all yes. internet, like it's all yeah. coming from China. Yeah. And then almost, but honestly, like and most all textiles, most in general. plastics that we use are single use. Yeah. And most plastics that we use could be replaced with a metal or a glass or a carbon and, fiber or a, a or composite a or a hemp plastic. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it's hilarious that we, we keep looking at this game and we keep saying, oh, you know what? It is what it is. I, you know how many times I hear that in a day now, especially yep. being in the car industry, just with this inventory shortage bullshit going on and yep. banks, like banks, honestly, God bless some lenders. Because if I was, if I was lending my own money out right now, I wouldn't, I, I'd straight up shut up my doors. Mm -hmm. I'd invest everything in precious metals. And I'd say, if you want to deal with us, it has to be on uh, gold reserve. Go fuck yeah. yourself. And I, that's how I'd play as a bank right now. And God bless these lenders for saying, oh, you know what? The currency is going to do what it does. It is what it is. But I want to you know go back to, a, to a, a sentence you said a second ago where, where you said we have to set up some infrastructure. And then we were talking about like plastics and like and going into hemp and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that would be like the country has to set no, up. No, individuals within the country. So for what's their interest? What's their, oh so what's, what's their incentive to do it? What's their incentive right to do it? Right now, they, have, they, they can't compete. Exactly. So why, what's their incentive? The incentive would be we'd have to switch to the system that I'm talking about, where the government would only look after the defense of the nation and the enforcements of the laws, so i.e. labor so standards. So I gave you a, a plausible reality of right now, and okay. then you gave me a response okay. so that can't right, exist right, ever. Right, right now, right now. In order for this to work now in the system we live in, the government would have to basically enforce that tariff. But before we do that, we'd literally have to subsidize. We'd have to be socialist now. We don't have a choice now. We have yeah. to print the money. We that's, have to. That's we what I'm, I, I'm getting to. to because I'm not, say, I'm not trying I'm not to say that this right. is what I want. What I'm saying is that it's logical. I, I completely agree. And I, I thought we were having more of an ideological left versus right conversation, oh, okay. which we have, and it's been beautiful. But yeah. I think right now, the only way we can dig ourselves out of this is socialism. We have to print more money. Yeah, we have to we have to invest in people's futures, and we have to basically create a mountain of debt that we have to bury ourselves out of. There's uh, there's really no other option at this point, yeah. and uh, I, I don't think that moving forward we can really play the game of 
trying to capitalize things. We, we, we either need to do that and it's going to suck and people are going to die and people are going to lose their jobs. There's going to be riots and people are going to probably want to buy out and move out and that's it. Yeah. Or we could go the socialist way, which is essentially what China's doing. And kind of. to, yeah. to kind I mean, of we can, we can do a different model. We can be, yeah, yeah. we can play on the sure. global scale. But in order, in order to, does, in but. order to be secure against China, we need to play the game that China's playing. Yeah. We need to secure our assets. We need to secure our military technology, our resource technology, our infrastructure, and we need to secure our children and their future. Yeah. And the only way we can afford to do that now because of the game that China's playing with scarcity is literally printing more money. So inflation's going to happen. Yeah. I think the best thing we could do right now in this system where we're printing money is go back to the gold standard. Force yeah. these businesses to stop spending the stupid money they're spending and force government to run budgets that don't well, how, expand. How, well, how funny is it that, like, because I've been talking a lot about how brilliant, as much as I'm not a fan of, how brilliant China's strategy is. But if you go right before they switch to this state-based capitalist system, they were considered like failed state communism with a lot of like uh, uh, Buddhist centered teachings within the country. A lot of like do away with the uh, the the extra and get rid of the 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 kind of like material goods kind of idea. That's like pretty pretty central to um, Buddhism and uh, some sects of Taoism. And so it's interesting to think that in order for them to compete, they had to switch to a version of capitalism on a global scale, which is actually involved a weird uh, adoption of Christianity in a large mm -hmm. portion of China as well. But the kicker is they looked at the world at that point in time and they went, fuck, we got to be capitalist in order to compete. We got to go away from like, you know, the small scale care. Well, and into like their a, hey, hang on, hang on. Because yeah. I think it's just, I think it's funny because what they had never predicted was if they beat us at the long-term game, we actually revert back to where they were to cut them off and beat them at that game it's yeah. actually a it's a it's a cat and mouse yeah. because you could like once the guys have full economic power you just opt out of the economic game and then they're like shit what do we have yeah you force their hand either they impose military rule for nothing because you're not fighting them anymore or they they just fuck off and they go okay i guess we're playing a different game now yeah and you know it's <laughs> uh, it's interesting to look at but I think that just the way people operate, if you're on top, you want everything. Yeah. And that's not going to change no matter what system you believe in. I mean, you could be the most socialist person on the planet, but you know, if you if you're if you're the the group of people you're hanging out with have someone opposing them, it, it's going to be left versus right. And you know, it's it's not I don't think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of decision. Uh, as to how this is going to play out, uh, but with well, I think that's a political thing, and I think that I mean I know we want to wrap it up, but one of the, one of the things that you can do to safeguard that is pretty simple because I think marketing is at the core of almost all the issues. And marketing, when it comes to politicians, at least it's a dollars uh, issue. So all you do is you may actually make all because we know political advertising is anti democratic because it's not regulated and it's the only area that's not regulated. So mm -hmm. we don't know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So make all of their advertisements come from a central pool. Make it make all of their funding comes from one source and every single candidate has equal access to the same amount. So if you're a running candidate that's approved, you have a percentage. Oh, so all political do donations go into the pot that everyone exactly. has access to. And then everyone has access to it. Smart. And so Brian Breezy Greg has the same amount of money as Mike Nickel. Right. Right. That's nice. And now all of a sudden they, it's it's a it's a battle of ideology, not about whose microphone's louder. I think that would make for a very interesting political game. 
that's uh, that's very intriguing um, because that would yeah. take corruption right out of it. Yeah, and uh, you, you'd have to really have uh, enforcement to guarantee that these guys wouldn't be taking money under the table. Yes, yeah. that's well. Where... You'd almost want to see like a lottery corporation running it because they could have the online instant tally of all the money going at yeah. all times and who it's coming. That'd from. That'd be so easy to set up. Oh yeah, that's every br- the, the you know honestly governments... like sometimes the socialist is right. And that's, uh... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I will fucking keep that feather in my cap for years. <laughs> no, but it's been a it's been a really good conversation, yeah, man. man. And you know, I I just want to say that you and I I say this again and again see the same problems in the world. Yeah, we see we want the same outcomes. Yeah, we want people to you know have the life that we feel they deserve, regardless of where they were born and where they came from. And I I, I think the way we go about getting to that point is very different but i i think i think it's actually not i think now we're coming to the point where we actually realize like idea like where we would i how we would ideally get to that yeah. point would be different but when we look but at it rationally we, yeah we're looking logically we're system, like this we is the only to. way you can do it it's the only way yeah, yeah. otherwise you know there's going to be a massive amount of homeless and yeah. just all this civil strife but you know i uh, i just wanted to say like our uh, last episode we did with uh, so he's now our top episode and nice. uh, i yeah, just thanks, wanted guys. to say uh you know uh thank yeah. you or spasiba to all our new russian uh listeners we have and mm-hmm. uh we've got some uh growing uh irish listeners and uh thank you ireland and nice. uh, we're also uh trending a little bit more in the states so uh you know i i, I just want to say that if you're uh kind of on the fence about what to believe out there just remember that Tristan is absolutely right. I mean, the the media is controlled by, you know, um, <laughs> interests, <laughs> yeah, and you're interest. never going to know the interests. So it's always good to get a diverse opinion, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's always good to maybe have a chat with someone that has differing opinions than you, because being isolated in your beliefs is is never something that's going to advance society. I mean, it's it's good to test your beliefs against someone that's, you know, maybe opposing you. In a, and what, what you find is that you're actually very similar. Yeah. Uh, we all bleed red. And uh, with that, that's, that's really all I have to say. Tristan, let them have it. <laughs> you know, I think you wrapped it up really well. I know we started with the whole China and Taiwan, and I think it kind of went into a global conversation of how we can play against this, this economic corruption and social corruption that we're seeing on... Uh, on a global scale. And I think that, you know, I, I think it was interesting that we both stand with Taiwan and we both would do it in such a, like a, we have different views of how we would go about it. And, um, yeah, I think on that note, I think that's, uh, you wrapped it up nicely. Um, well, uh, have a conversation with someone. Uh, if you're standing in line at the grocery store, say hi, be friendly. And uh, yeah, you never know where the conversation might lead. So yeah. once again, we found the gooch. There yeah, we, we go. Did. <laughs> Always. And a uh, little advice to Taiwan. They're called hypersonic weapons. America can get into you on submarines. And that, that'll be the way to defend your country. Uh, Peace out. <laughs>